Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's 11 o'clock a.m. Tuesday, October 15th. Shout out to everybody out there, man. Shout out to all my peoples out there that's checking in. Shout out to all my, shout out to the Canadian family that's out there that's that's been showing love on talking hip hop with me on the sidebar, leaving their comments and um, their concerns. They um told me yesterday. They said. They said you were talking about hip hop, and you were saying how um, there's not a lot of um guys in hip hop that run shit. But they said I, I even mentioned. I said maybe you guys didn't hear me, but I mentioned Drake. I said Drake can drop. I said Drake can sing "Mary Had a Little Lamb" over a Just Blaze beat or something. And in a cell. So I did shout out Drake. Shout out to Drake. Shout out to everybody out there in Canada, Ontario, Toronto, um, all that, man. That's everybody that's been checking in from the other side. You know what I'm saying? As we continue, we move on. Um, today's the 51st birthday of the Black Panther Party. Shout out to the Black Panthers. Give them um, much much respect, shout out to them, um, it's very important, part of history, um, they stripped us, they stripped that from us, but, um, you know, life goes on, you live and you learn, you know your history, you know what's going on and stuff out there, um, yeah, it's, but shout out to them, 50, 51 years, 51 years, um, that's a long time. Shout out to the Black Panther Party. Um, yesterday, the Green Bay Packers, I don't know how many people watched that game, but Green Bay won on a last-second field goal. I'm talking about the referees been at an all-time high with the bullshit this year. Like They were really supposed to lose that game. But, you know what I mean? It's the refs. The refs run it. You know what I'm saying? As long as the refs, they got these referees making the calls and doing whatever they got to do to um, make sure that certain players get protected and certain players get that clout that they deserve. But you know what I'm saying? I think Green Bay was supposed to lose that. You know what I'm saying? On the strength that they got outplayed most of the time. Um... One on the last second field goal, Bull did the Lambo leap to kicker and shit. That shit was corny, man. You know what I'm saying? But the refs got to They got to figure this out. They got to figure this out. Like these these blown calls in sports. You know what I mean? Like I understand that to an extent. You know you gotta like sports is rigged. Let's just keep it one hundred. Sports is rigged. It's it's a it's a billion dollar business. Sports is rigged. You see it on TV every day when you see certain players like James Harden can get away with that traveling step back. And dudes still to this day say that's not traveling. That's traveling, dog. He's walking. You don't do that. And he made it a trend. He made it a trend to travel. You know what I'm saying? Like I got... um. A couple people we debate on basketball all the time, and um, they tell me that, that that James Harden is not traveling. James Harden is doing a basic step back. No, dog, he is traveling. You don't do that. 
You don't do that in basketball. You just don't do it. It's impossible for you to get away with that. But the refs let them get away with that. The refs let them get away with that. Like the Euro step. The Euro step is a travel. There's no way that NBA players should be getting away with that. It don't matter how, like, these dudes take this long, big step. They go like this with the ball. And then take, like, three steps. They take one, two, three to the left or three to the right. And then they finger roll it. Dog, three steps in basketball is a travel. A dribble, a dribble, like if you dribble forward, you grab the ball with both hands and step back, shoot it. That's a walk. You know, that's a walk. Excuse me on Instagram. I had a call. I had to deny that call. But, yeah, that's a walk. So, you know, the refs are letting these players get away with the most craziest shit like I ever seen in my life. Like, it's 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 to the point where sports is corny now. It's just whack to watch. Like, I don't even like watching that shit. Like, I don't watch Houston games. I'll probably watch him this year because, you know, shout out to Shamari Pons. He's in there. He's on the team. You know what I mean? I'll probably watch them this year, but I don't fuck with Houston games. Because I don't be wanting to see that. And now you got Lonzo Ball doing the step back now. He de- he de- he developed a step back jump shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't get it. Like, And I understand, like, you do the step back. You go forward, like, you dribble the ball, boom, and then you move back, I guess, and shoot it. A lot of them dudes be having a ball. It just be like too much going on. It be too much, man. It be too much. And it's be so, it's to the point where the refs are letting it ride. Like in football, I'm watching the game the other day. Watching the Eagles game, and I understand if you grab if you touch a ball in the jersey, they gonna call holding. The back of the jersey, the back of the numbers. You touch the ball back, they're gonna call blocking in the back. So I'm watching the game. It's a running play. Dude running the ball. The ref throw the flag and blow the whistle. I'm like, damn, what the fuck is he about to call? I said it gotta be holding. Dude said holding offense. Such and such, such and such. I'm looking at the replay. Even the announcers was like, nah, that's crazy. Like, he touched him in the back. He basically touched him so he didn't fall. He tried to keep his balance because he was going to fall. He grabbed his, he touched him. He didn't grab him. Like, grab his numbers. He didn't grab his jersey. He touched him. So they called blocking in the back. And he didn't even, the ball in the front of him didn't even fall over. Nothing. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's just like crazy. The refs are controlling the game. The players have no control of the game. The refs got the last say-so. The last say-so is all on the referees. The referees have the last say-so. As far as sports go, they decide the game. So why not call it fair? Why not call a fair game? 
I mean, I understand you can't get all the calls, but don't call bullshit calls. You know what I mean? Call it like it is. You know? You know what I'm saying? So I, like, come on. Like, it's just crazy. Um, shout out to Biggie Smalls and Whitney Houston. So Biggie Smalls and Whitney Houston were not were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Biggie Smalls and Whitney Houston. That's huge. You know, because Biggie ain't got nothing to do with rock and roll. But, you know what I'm saying? His his music is like, is there. It's, it's, it's right there. It's good. It's the shit. You know, it's been a long time. And it's still acknowledging Biggie. And he's he's inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as, along with Whitney Houston and somebody else, and some other guy. I didn't even he wasn't really really important to me. What was important was seeing Biggie Smalls there, and it said the Notorious B.I.G. nominated into the Hip Hop into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's kind of big, you know what I'm saying? For Whitney Houston, that's huge, Whitney. Because Whitney not even rock and roll But I mean I guess they just Being like um, Pretty versatile with who they in, Who they um, induct You know And it's funny cause That they're inducted They're inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame Because would Led Zeppelin be inducted into the Hip hop hall of fame Or would Ozzy Osbourne be inducted Into the hip hop hall of fame it's just like, you know what I'm saying? Just come on, man. You never know. I mean, you never know where life takes you. I mean, this is Biggie Smalls spitting the most grittiest rap ever. Well, not ever, but yeah. He spit some of the most grittiest bars. And he's inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Um... This week, this week on the schedule, the Giants have the Arizona Cardinals. I'm looking at my paper. You know, my eyes are going to go around in a circle. So I'm looking at my Instagram because I'm live. I'm looking at my podcast because it has a timestamp. I gotta keep track of the time. This is a half an hour podcast. And I'm looking at my paper with my notes. So if anybody watches this live and you see me, my head swiveling around, it's because I'm I'm, I'm working basically. You know, so um the Giants play the Cardinals. I think the new the new rookie Kyler Murray, he's he's doing alright. He's on one of my fan he's on my fantasy team. He's an alright kid. The Cardinals are 2-3-1. and one. They had a tie. I guess they had a tie with the Detroit Lions this year. Um, the I don't know. Maybe it was Detroit, somebody else. The Giants are 2-4. and four. They're not far behind the Eagles or the Cowboys, who are 3-3, three and three, and they play Sunday night in Dallas. But the Giants are 2-4, and four, and if the Giants win... They can be three and four. And if the Cowboys or Eagles lose, they will be three and four. 
so that I put them in second place. This is a big game for the New York Giants. This is a huge game. Most likely, we won't have Saquon Barkley. Um, Brandon uh, Evan Ingram might not play. Who knows? I don't know if he's day to day. I don't know what his status is, but I know he was injured. But Saquon Barkley, we really need him to get back. We need this game. As a matter of fact, we need to go up three, four. You know that NFC East is up for grabs. It's like right there, right there in the clutches, in the clinches. Our hands, we can grab that. You know, we can get that NFC East title if we just bite down and win these games, these next games. Because um, I don't know who they have next up on the list, but I know they had they 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 lost to the Patriots. They got blown out, thirty-eight fourteen. Defense played real good, but the defense didn't win the game for them, so they weren't that good. And then we got. Then we got these weeks. We still didn't play the Eagles. You know, we got we got a few teams we have to see. There's a few teams out there that we have to see. We have to play. You know what I'm saying? So the Giants, we really got to bite down. We got to win. We have to win. We have to figure out how to go on a winning streak up until December when we go to... Um, Met life and we play the Eagles. We play the Eagles twice in December. We can't lose to them. And we got Dallas one more time. I think we got the Redskins again. So we really have to win these games. We have to win if we want to go to the playoffs. You know, because the playoffs is where it's at. It's going to be tough. And we're not prepared for all this because we still have a rookie quarterback in the lineup. You know, so we got this young boy, Daniel Jones, in the lineup. And who knows when he's going to sh- when he's gonna pick up because we expect him to be a star out the gate. You know, he's filling in for Eli Manning. And with, and with um, Eli out the, out the equation, we got to depend on this. This is, our, this is the leader of the team now. You know, so we expect him to put up numbers. We expect him to do what he has to do. We expect the receivers to be all on the same page. You know what I mean? We just gotta we gotta we gotta bite down and we gotta figure out how to win. How to win football games. Because New Yorkers are tired of losing. New Yorkers are tired of losing. Shout out to the Yankees. The Yankees are are four three games away from going to the World Series. New Yorkers are tired of losing. The Yankees are, t- are, are tired. 1-1 with Houston Astros. We ain't been doing too good. It's the Gotham City, man. We ain't been doing too good. You know, you got the... Um, I'm, not a, I'm not a Rangers or Islanders fan, so I'm going to skip them. You got the Knicks. You got, I'm not even a Knicks fan. I'm a Laker fan. You got the Knicks. You got the Brooklyn Nets. You got the Mets, you got the Yankees, the Jets, and the Giants. So, um, none of these teams are winning. None of these teams are winning. You got to think about it. This is one of the biggest cities in the world. And we don't have a winning sports team to go with it. We don't have a winning sports team to match that energy. You know, we're in a... New York is in a... Is it a bad situation? Excuse me. New York is in a bad situation as far as sports goes. We're not winning. 
We're not winning. We're not winning. So if the Yankees win this year, it'll be huge. Because the Nationals are up on the Cardinals three zips. So obviously, you're, you're thinking that the Washington Nationals are going to the World Series. The Yankees might go. And we might have a Washington-New York World Series. Which we would be favored to win that. You know, you was you you would think the Yankees would beat the Washington Nationals. So if the Yankees can get past the Houston Astros, we have the Nationals. Then New York City will have a winning team in New York because we haven't been winning anything in the last few years. We haven't been winning nothing. We haven't been winning nothing. I don't know what bet. I never heard about a bet. But um, I think, I mean, that's their problem. I don't know. Houston is the best team in the, in the in it right now. They can win. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't, they, they can win it. They're the best team in it. They got the best pitching. They got good hitting. They got all-around team. My thing is if I want the Yankees to win. You know, we need the Yankees to win this game. And we need the Yankees to win the next two games in the Bronx. And then we go to Houston and close it out. We have to win this thing four to one. We have to take we have to snatch back the momentum. We have to bring back the energy to the city. New York City needs a winner. We don't have that. New York doesn't have a winner. New York don't have a winner. We need a winner. You know, so shout out to the um to the Yankees, man. Hopefully they win. Hopefully they make it. And as we're speaking about New York, we're gonna stay on the topic of New York because I wanted to talk about the Knicks basketball. You know, we got a new a new a new face of the franchise this year. We got R.J. Barrett. And um, we got Frank Nicoleta. We got, we, we got, we got um, Gibson, Taj Gibson. Um, these guys got a bunch of players that won't take them nowhere. They won't go nowhere. And then the Knicks might be in the, like, I would say, the 15th spot in the East. I don't see the Knicks getting past the 10th spot in the East. I think the Knicks will be 15th in the East. They're going to have a terrible season this year. And I don't want nobody to sit here and tell me that R.J. Barrett is going to come in and represent and do all this and do all that. No, he's not. He's not that deal. He's not that dude. He's going to have a good season, yes. The Knicks are going to sell some tickets, yes. Will R.J. Barrett be the answer for these guys? No. They didn't make a mistake by drafting him. They didn't make a mistake by drafting him. What they did was they drafted the best player that was available to them. 
he's not clearly not the best player in the draft, but he was the best player available to them. So what do I think about this? Do I think the Knicks gonna go anywhere? No, I don't. I think the Knicks, like I said, they're gonna be in the fifteenth spot in the in the East. They're not gonna make it too far. They're probably gonna win at least thirty five games this year. I'm right thirty five down right here. So when people, when people, when they win thirty five or thirty games this year. I want you guys to look back at my podcast, episode season three, episode two. Season three, episode two. I want you to look back at it and remember what I said that the Knicks are going to win 35 games this year. They're not going to do too good. They're not going to do what people thought they were going to do. They're not going to do. They're not. They're going to. The fans are going to get aggravated by December. By January, they're going to be fed up. By February, the seats, they're still going to go to the games because the Knicks fans never miss a game. The Knicks fans are never going to make a game, Nick miss a game. So, um, by the time April comes, Knicks fans are going to be furious because they're going to be in the lottery again. And they're not gonna know who the, who they're gonna draft. They're not gonna know who they're gonna draft. You know, they they it's gonna be hard for them to make a decision this year as far as free agency goes. As far as trades go, they don't have anybody to trade. They're gonna eventually have to trade Dennis Smith Jr. He's gonna have to go. He's gonna have to be. He's gonna be. He's gonna be trade bait. You know what I'm saying? Taj Gibson, trade bait. Um, they have nobody that that piques people's interest. Like Kevin Durant said, they're just not cool. It's like nobody wants to play for the Knicks. Nobody wants to be on that team. And you got the Morris twins, you know, you know what I'm saying? They had that's cool. We can do that. They had the Morris twins. They had the Morris twins, one of the brothers. And he's trying to make it look like, yo, we're gonna be the old Knicks. We're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. No, listen. Y'all not gonna be the no Knicks, no Nick anybody that's on that Nick team is basically a a, a no frills basketball player. There's nobody that you guys are intimidating. You know, First of all, you put the ball on the face of a of a bench player. Boy, ain't nobody. You know, you don't win no points for a preseason antic like that. So, you know, when I see the Knicks now, I'm just like, nah. This is like, nah. It's like, nah. Um, it's, it's a lot of things that's going on in that city. Basketball talk, I mean. There's a lot of things that's going on in that city. And them fans are like not even in tune with what's going on. These these guys are not are just not good. They won't be good this year either. And it's all about management. It's all about the management, man. It's all about the management. It's all about the management and getting these top players to be interested in coming to the team. 
Like, they almost had Kevin Durant. They almost had Kyrie Irving. These dudes didn't want to play for them. They just not interested in playing for New York. You know? So now you got to think. Who's interested in coming to New York moving forward? So we're in 2019. Let's say we're 2020. Um, going into two, going forward, who would want to play for them? You know, it's, it's like who would want to play for these guys going forward? Going forward, who? Like what? The Greek, the freak? He's going to be a free agent soon. Zeke, Greek the Freak is going to be a free agent soon, right? So think about it. Would he be interested in signing with the Knicks or would he be interested in signing an extension with the Bucks? You know, you got to think about what's worth more. You know, because the Knicks going to offer him some money. Anybody that's a free agent going forward, the Knicks got enough money to get him. But will they be will they be willing to go to New York to play basketball? You know, that's the answer. That's the that's the question. Are they willing to go to New York to play basketball? And turn that franchise around? Because that it's been over twenty years since they've been anything. Carmelo Anthony, one playoff appearance, lost to Boston, had a good game, one good game. Had over like 20 rebounds. I think he had 17 rebounds. Over 30 points. But um, are they going to... Is it anybody that can change that franchise and turn them around? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's like... It's like... um, It's almost like they don't want to... Want to... They don't... I think they're looking for a piece, a particular piece. That's what I'm going to say. I'm not going to shit on the Knicks completely. I think the Knicks are looking for a particular piece. And like I always tell people, they're chasing that that Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing left a void with the New York Knicks. You know, when you took Patrick Ewing out of the equation, that was it. That was it. Once you took Patrick Ewing out of the New York Knicks organization, you shipped him to Seattle. Um, it's been bad ever since. You know, they didn't have really have any good seasons ever since Pat was out of there. You know, they had some runs, but they didn't have any epic seasons. Like, you know what I'm saying? When you when you think about that Patrick Ewing era. They had some epic seasons with Patrick. So I think the Knicks are trying to find a find an identity, a, a player that can make them that can give them an identity. There's no player that the Knicks have that will give them their identity. RJ Barrett not gonna give them an identity. He just not. His jersey gonna sell. He's going to fill some seats. But he's not going to give them the identity that they're looking for. Like, you just see LeBron James, he gives a team an identity. He gives a team, he gives a fan something to look forward to. Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Steph Curry. You know, these dudes give the team something to look forward to. 
the fans something to look forward to, I should say. You got Kevin Durant. He's not even on Brooklyn yet. But the fans have something to look forward to. They have an identity. They have them KD jerseys going crazy in Brooklyn right now. It's not even about Kyrie Irving. Because you had to package Kyrie up with somebody in order for Kyrie to be successful in that league. Kyrie can't do it by himself. You put him in Boston, you've seen what happened in Boston. You put Kyrie in, in, in Brooklyn, surrounded by the right players, where that ball can do some razzle-dazzle, he can dribble the ball and dish and, and, and do that. You're going to see a better player. You see, when Kyrie was with LeBron, Kyrie was able to play some basketball. He was able to move, and you could see the rhythm, and he could toss that joint up, and he could show out, and he could hit that three in Steph face. He was confident. He knew that he was going to win. In Boston, he wasn't confident, and then he had such so much stuff going on outside of basketball. He just wasn't confident. His game wasn't there. But Kyrie, not a bad point guard. And dudes like to try to shit on people because they don't know the game. You know what I'm saying? You're looking at the game from one-sided. You're looking at the basketball game one-sided. You don't know these guys are humans. They're athletes. They go through things. You got to put, it's like a puzzle. You got to add pieces to the puzzle. You just can't give Kyrie um, Marcus Smart. And shit like that. You can't f surround him around with players like that. You got to surround that young boy around great players. He's been playing a real beast all his life. He don't know what mediocre is. So you bring in a dude like KD and DeAndre Jordan, and then you surround them with these young boys that's in Brooklyn. And you're going to see some crazy shit happen. That's what the Knicks not doing. They not getting that. They not getting that package. They not packaging up no players. They package up mediocre players. Stephon Marbury, you know what I'm saying. You bring in Carmelo, but you don't bring in a, like an A-list star to match up with Carmelo. You know what I'm saying. You bring Melo in, you gotta bring somebody else in that's gonna ball out with him. You know what I'm saying. You don't give Carmelo like J.R. Smith. You know what I'm saying? You got to give this boy somebody that's going to put up numbers on both sides of the court, defense and offense. Not just somebody that's going to do a high-flying dunk every now and then. This is not what it's about. See, basketball is a strategic sport. You have to have the players in the, in the right position to win. You know what I'm saying? They had Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford is better, was better on... Off the Knicks, he was when he was with the Clippers. He was shaking and baking, cause the coach knew how to put him in the game. Like you come off the bench, man, and you rock, you rock, you drop thirty, and then you sit down. Is it as as all in a day's work? You know what I'm saying? See, that's what they lack. Coaches with common sense. That's why they always trying to find that identity. They bought Phil Jackson in. Phil Jackson tried. He couldn't do it. They brought Isaiah Thomas in. Isaiah Thomas tried, but couldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it is. I can't add you in right now because it's a half an hour. You know what I mean? We about to roll out. That's why I keep. That's why I just keep looking over there because I don't want to waste your time right now. 
But um, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? So when you got these players, you got to add the right pieces to the puzzle. To the puzzle. Like the 76ers are adding the pieces. You know, they bought in big Al Horford. But you know what I don't like about Al Horford? He going to be shoot. He shoot just as much threes as Joel Embiid. You know, you need these guys in the paint. You don't need these guys pulling up from deep like this. That's what we need Ben Simmons to do. You know what I'm saying? We don't need them boys. That's what we need Tobias to do from the corner for three. And it goes. You know what I mean? We don't need these big men shooting out here like this no more. We need these big men in the paint. Hit that ball on the ground one time. Boom. Take it up. Dunk it. Off the glass. Shit like that. That's what we need. That's what we need. Ben Simmons is a point guard. That's what we need. So when you got these dudes, when you got these big men shooting threes, it makes the game look kind of crazy. Because now you're depending on a little small guard or small forward to grab a rebound. You know, you pulling up, taking that long-ass shot. You know what I mean? We need you in the paint where you can grab that board. And then kick it back out. And then they kick it back into you. And then you go up. And one. Ref blow the whistle. You know? See, that's the game of basketball. There's people not looking at the game from, from both sides. They're looking at it one-sided. And sometimes it gets aggravating. You know what I mean? Because you like, God damn, dog. Like, you know what I'm saying? You, 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 you quick the shit on something, but you don't know what you're talking about. We out of here, man. It's another one. It's another one. It's another one. Another one down. Another one bites the dust, man. Shout out to everybody that's been tuning in. We out here. Another New Wave podcast. I had a camera out Sunday night. When the Eagles play against the Dallas Cowgirls, I'll be at Xfinity Live Sunday night. I'll probably, I'll probably chop it up and edit it and throw it on the computer so everybody can see what's going on and what we got happening out in Philly. Um, Dallas Cowboy fans might have a rude awakening coming to them that Sunday night. It's going to be very rough out here. It's going to be wild. It's going to be fun, though. But um, shout out to the Giants. They play the Arizona Cardinals. Shout out to everybody out there that's getting it, man. Everybody that's working. Everybody that's up here that's up here showing showing love to the podcast, man. My shit is doing some numbers online. Every time I look at it, I'll be like surprised. You know what I'm saying? So it's doing numbers online. We shooting for something this year. We shooting for something this year. We got a goal. And that goal is to just be the best that we can be, the best podcast we can be. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to everybody. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'm about to go look look at my window for this Amazon package, and I shall be with you guys tomorrow. Peace.